It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Redskins. Your daily Washington Redskins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, I'm Chris Russell. This is the Locked On Redskins podcast. Good to have you with us right here midweek and coming up on uh, this particular episode. Once again, we will do our time machine theme 2010 style for the Washington Redskins. That was my second year on the beat. First year of Mike Shanahan and Bruce Allen. We will have that for you coming up as well. We're going to hear from Jonathan Allen. The Redskins defensive tackle and leader on defense. Uh, As well, we have a couple of news and notes items for you. Dwayne Haskins was working out with Chad Ochocinco Johnson on Wednesday. We think that was the first time, but we're not sure. At least certainly it's the first time that's been reported Uh, And as well, Antonio Brown. Yes, that's right. The unemployed, very controversial wide receiver. Stefan Diggs there as well. Uh, And a couple of others um, to boot. So look, there's nothing wrong with obviously Dwayne Haskins getting his work in. He can't do it at the facility. Look, I, I assume they're all practicing safe distancing who knows they're all taking pictures i doesn't look like it quite honestly uh but that's there's nothing i can do about that um more i I guess i would kind of wonder wonder is dwayne haskins starting to angle and maybe it's early now that stefan diggs who he was trying to recruit and lure to washington back home essentially the maryland product now that Stefan Diggs was traded to the Buffalo Bills and not the Redskins, uh, and largely because Minnesota just got exhausted from dealing with him on social media, I wonder now is Dwayne Haskins kind of looking like, hey, if I can create a bomb with Antonio Brown this offseason, why not get A.B.? Up in Washington, he needs a home. We need a stud, a veteran stud that can really juice up that passing game. Uh, he'll be good. He's learned his lesson. He's desperate for a job. He's desperate to prove himself. All that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we found that out in Oakland, New England, that it never ends with that guy. It never ends with that guy. And maybe, maybe, just maybe, he's caused so much damage in Pittsburgh, Oakland, and New England. There isn't any more damage to cause, but I would never, ever, ever fully trust it. Now, listen. That being said, when Deshaun Jackson was signed back in 2014, I would have never trusted that Deshaun Jackson would stay out of trouble too, and he did change around his life uh, and his career and his perception uh, from what was reported, what was reality, what was speculated, all that. So I, you know, maybe you say, well, Chris, you know, everybody deserves a fourth or fifth uh, chance. Oh, okay, we all screw up, we all make mistakes. I make multitudes of mistakes every day. 
Uh, everyone knows that I just make a ton of mistakes. Um, so maybe that's what Dwayne Haskins in the back of his head is thinking. If I can develop a bond with this guy, I can't get Diggs. We couldn't get Amari Cooper, but we can get this guy. We can get this guy. And not too many organizations are going to touch him. And maybe with Ron Rivera and maybe with Scott Turner, but more Ron Rivera. Ron Rivera is the guy that can turn him around. Maybe. So I wouldn't be surprised if you start seeing a whole bunch of connecting of the dots there. And you're already starting to see it on Twitter. I mean, for whatever Twitter's worth, you're starting to see memes and GIFs and whatnot uh, and pictures of Antonio Brown in a Redskins uniform. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've got full pictures and, and, and video and, and all that uh, that they put up on social media at redskinsreport.com. You can check out more there. But right now on the Locked on Redskins podcast, we tell you we are brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. That's right, BuiltBar.com, where you can save $10 off your first order at BuiltBar.com. Lots of varieties, low in sugar, high in protein, low in calories, BuiltBar.com. All right, also, we have part one of Jonathan Allen, Redskins defensive line captain and leader. Going into his fourth NFL season, and boy, do the Redskins need him to be an absolute stud. Let's hear part one uh, from him about the new coaching staff and the adjustments that are being made. Getting used to the playbook, getting used to the new terminology. Because I feel like the hardest thing with football is a lot of the terms overlap from college to NFL, from different NFL teams. So we're having a lot of the same terminology, but different meanings. So it's really just the overlapping terminology and just getting used to the new scheme and the new roles and just everything. And, and when you talk about, like, Ron is the type of guy that you felt was needed here, what's been the vibe you've gotten from other players? I mean, not everybody may have be, has had your interactions with him. What's the vibe you've gotten from other players about the changes in the new staff, et cetera? I haven't talked to a lot of the new players just because a lot of them haven't been here. But the players I have had contacts with, I mean, they've heard nothing but great things. And it's hard to judge a guy before you actually get on the field and get a chance to talk to him and actually work hands-on with him. And I understand he's a head coach. We probably won't be seeing as much of him as we will the defensive coordinator or the D-line coach. But just really seeing what he is on an everyday basis and not just in front of the camera, which and from what I've seen is the same person. But it's really hard to get a feel for someone until you actually start getting your hands dirty with them. Hey, John, I don't know if you had seen the news yet that Antonio Ganey-Golden had tested positive for corona. He's recovered, but I'm just wondering what your reaction is to that, and are you prepared for maybe this world going forward where more of your teammates may test positive? I mean, the first thing is first, you definitely want him to be safe, but as far as moving forward, I mean, I have full faith in our medical staff, so, I mean, it's really what they determine and what the NFL determines is safe for us to move forward with, and, I mean, that's really all I can think about. It's just so much for one person to even try to comprehend that is not even worth it you know so you just pray for the players who do have it and just do everything you can to take the precaution to be safe John, i hope everything is going really well with you right now um i don't know if you heard the story about we asked chase young you know who had reached out to him from the organization when he first got drafted he said that he were one of the first people that he was able to talk to and he visited with you um what was the visit like for you from your perspective talking to him what was your impression um, yeah, so after he got drafted, I just texted him, congrats, uh, looking forward to working with him. And then he reached out to me the next day and asked if he could, you know, come through for a little bit because he is a local guy and him, I think he was like an hour away from where I lived at. So he came over, Matt came over, we just hung out and talked. It was really informal, like nothing really went down. He just 
had a couple questions about what was it like coming from college to the NFL, just basic questions that a rookie would ask. And after that, we just had some dinner and just kicked it. Like I said, it was really informal and didn't really talk about anything in particular, just really getting to know each other. Uh, following up to that, uh, Jonathan, kind of how excited are you about having a guy like Chase Young on this defense? I'm super excited. I mean, when you get, ever, you get a guy of that caliber, it's definitely immediately going to make an impact for your team. But I just, I'm just really excited about what we've done in the last couple of years and the pieces we've built. We're young. We have a great coaching staff. We have a great core player. So I'm excited about the possibilities of what we can do. You know, we have to go out there and do it. But there's definitely a lot of potential for, for us to go out there and have a good season. Hey, thanks, Jonathan. I was just curious, how do you think the changes that um, – Rivera and even Jack Del Rio want to implement what kind of help the defensive line in particular? Um, I, I think it'll give us the ability to be more aggressive at times. It's kind of hard to say because people, people assume that going from a 3-4 to a 4-3, there's going to be a big difference. But I think 50 or 55 or 60% of the time last year, we were in a 4-3. So I, be, I feel like the biggest thing is the technique that we're being taught to play out of that 4-3. And I mean, I don't know. I haven't played in the 4-3 since high school, so I'm excited about the opportunity, and I really think it's going to be good for us just to really, like, let Chase and Montez and Ryan Anderson and Kerrigan just let those guys go and just let the defense line go be free. And I'm excited to see what we can do. In those meetings, are you getting a sense of that aggression that you speak to? Like, can you sense that things are going to be a little bit more aggressive next year? Uh, 100%. I mean, if you look at the mentality from the defensive line, we've always had that aggression, so that's nothing new for us. But you can definitely feel that sense of pressure and the type of play style that we're going to have uh, this upcoming season. So I'm excited about it. Michael Phillips? There's so much talent on the line. I mean, obviously, you you point out that the, it's not something that happens until you do it. But when you see the amount of talent assembled in that room, how high is the ceiling for this group? I think our ceiling has always been as high as we wanted to be. You know, uh, I really don't get too caught up in what we can do. I only get caught up in what we have done. And we just have a lot to prove, so I'm just keeping keeping our heads down and we're just working, and we'll, we'll see what happens come season time. But we, there's a long way to go until the game. You know, we still have to meet for the first time and actually do field work together and go through training camp, which will probably be a new experience that none of us have ever been through. So there's a lot of steps we have to take before we can get to dominating on the field, and you just got to focus on what you can do right now. Hey, John, thanks uh, for your time. Um, just wondering, so to, to the point of the, of the four or three and things like that, now that you've had plenty of time to reflect on the season, I'm just sort of curious from a defensive standpoint, what stood out to you as like the maybe one or two things you guys kind of thought you needed to work on that now going into this new system with new staff, you think you guys will be able to address and improve upon? I don't think it was really the scheme that messed us up last year. I think it was just individually and as a collective group, as a defense, we were just weren't consistent. I mean, we would have games like the 49ers and the Patriots for a part of it where we play really well. And then we have games like, I don't know, Eagles and the Cowboys when we come out when we give up 30 points defensively. So I really don't think it was anything huge that was making us that, – that contributed to our struggling last year. I think it was just being consistent and just not doing the little things on a day-in and day-out basis that contributed to us losing. Sam Fortier. Hey, John. Sam Fortier with The Washington Post. I wonder how much time uh, in those Zoom meetings you've been able to spend with, with Jack Del Rio and kind of what has your first impression been of him as well? So I actually played with Jack Del Rio's son in college. So I know a little bit about him before I even before he even came back. But everything I've heard, and I mean, his track record speaks for itself, has been none but nothing short of fantastic. So, I mean, I've 
we've, we've had a decent amount of interaction with him. He hops to our Zoom meetings, honestly, more often than not. And he's just there just talking ball, talking football, and just trying to make sure we're getting on the same page. We want to be able to hit the ground running and come training camp. Hey there. Um, look, everybody's locked down. First off, where are you heading to? Anywhere exciting? I'm golf. Oh, you're talking about for vacation? No, nah, I haven't vacation. No, right now. You're driving season. your car. Oh, yeah, no, I'm golfing. I've been golfing okay, a lot lately. Okay. So I'm, about to, I'm about to head to the golf course. So would, would, would you say that that's like been a big improvement this offseason since that is one thing you can kind of do a little bit in lockdown? Uh, honestly, yeah. I've been trying to do anything just to stay active and stay fit. I mean, I work out every day, but it gets pretty boring because, I mean, usually by work, as I'm done by 12 o'clock, we have meetings from 12 to 2. So from 2 o'clock on, I'm literally doing nothing. So just trying to do something just to get out the house and stay, keep my mind sharp and just not get so bored because there's really nothing to do out here. All right, so that is Jonathan Allen, part one of the Washington Redskins, part two coming straight up. Will Allen, will Allen be on the field this upcoming year? Will the Redskins be on the field? His thoughts on all of that next. All right, guys, it is Chris Russell here for Built Bar. BuiltBar.com is the place to go. If you want to get a healthy, great-tasting, awesome chocolate protein bar tons of different varieties tons of different flavors so many to choose from they're always running a good special they're always running a good deal you can do it at builtbar.com and if you go and make your first order today we've been telling you about them for weeks you should really be listening right now right if you get your first order, you get $10 off if you use the promo code Locked On at BuiltBar.com. BuiltBar.com, great tasting, low in calorie, again, seven times less sugar than your leading men's protein bar. That's really important if you're a diabetic, if you're trying to really watch your sugar and your carbs and your net. It's got a little bit but it tastes great. It, the flavors are phenomenal. Uh, you just got to find your favorite one. I'm a big, 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 big fan of anything chocolate and peanut butter, and I'm telling you, I'm in heaven uh, when I have uh, mine, which are nice and cold still. I'm trying to limit how many I have because I had the first box and I had too many, so I have to kind of space it out a little bit. That's BuiltBar.com, BuiltBar.com, promo code locked on to save $10 off your first order. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, and away we go right here on the Locked On Redskins Podcast, part two of Jonathan Allen meeting with the media last week as the Redskins go through this virtual offseason and will training camp start on time will training camp start on time and what does Jonathan Allen expect out of this particular year uh, with the talent that he is surrounded by certainly there is absolutely no more excuses and I mean no more excuses for anyone 
on that defense. You know, you're heading now into your, your fourth season uh, improvements. That's something that I know players want every year, but you really kind of get those improvements when it comes to practice. Now that you can't practice, how are you setting kind of those goals for yourself this season? Um, I mean, I, I, I really feel like it starts with my work ethic in the offseason. I'm a firm believer of if you want to have a good season, you have to have a good offseason. So I'm doing every everything I can to eat right, sleep better this offseason, just do everything I can to make sure I'm in the best possible shape and really trying to use it. Uh, quarantine as an opportunity for me to get ahead of the game and get ahead of my competition a little bit with, with how hard I'm training. So those are some of the things I've been doing. But besides that, I mean, I'm just – it's really hard because this is something I've never done before. So I'm really just trying to, like I said, make sure I'm in the best shape possible and really hit the ground running when training camp does start or whenever we get together. Jonathan, with all this happening, what, what's going through your mind? I mean, NFL still has some time for things to get started. But what do you see in other sports, and uh, what are you hoping for uh, for it to happen in football? Well, I mean, first and foremost, I'm definitely hoping to play the season, which I think well, I couldn't imagine us not playing the season. But, I mean, like I said earlier, I'm just trying to take this as an opportunity to get ahead of my competition in any way I can and make sure that I ramp up my training and make sure this is the best offseason of training I've ever had. That way I'm in that much better shape come training camp, and it'll just help me play that much better this uh, upcoming season. You talk to any other athlete that plays another sport that probably is not playing right now? I haven't talked to too many. Um, honestly, I really haven't. There's a – yeah, no, I, I'm trying to think. Uh, yeah, no, I really haven't talked to too many other athletes just because the free time I do get, I'm trying to spend it with my wife or I'm golfing or I'm either working out, running, or in Zoom meetings. So, honestly, not too much contact with a lot of other athletes from other sports. Hey, John, Chip Riera and ABC7, uh, thanks for doing this. You talked about playing golf, going to your Zoom meetings, but you're really into eSports. This has put a lot of time in your plate to get better at that and grow your profile as an eSports player. How's that come along, and do you anticipate potentially participating in more tournaments until the NFL season gets going or you get out on the field for practice? I do. I stream a lot more than I have. I've probably been streaming probably, like, I want to say 20 to 25 hours a week. Um, Documentary on a – a production on one of the documentaries I'm a co-producer on from my e-side, e-gaming side of my um, agency. We just finished the final form. We're just trying to, you know, make sure we're, we're doing all that stuff. But for the most part, it's really just really been trying to focus down on football. And because this is the time we we're going to be in OTAs, we would have already had multiple min, uh, mini camps already. So I'm really trying to do everything I can to lock down on football. So, yeah, I'm putting a lot of time into streaming, but not as much as people may think just because I'm trying to use this time to really lock down on what I can to help me get ready for the upcoming season because it'll be here before we know it. All right. Um, we'll take two more if you guys have anything else. John, this is going to be your first uh, season without Jim Tom Sula as your D-line coach. <laughs> what do you make of Sam Mills so far, and how do you think that transition is going to be for you in 2020? I like Sam Mills a lot. I mean, it definitely is my first year without Jim Tom, but he definitely taught me enough over the course of the last three years that will help me for the rest of my career, and I appreciate him for it. But, I mean, I look at Sam Mills as, a, as an opportunity to learn new techniques and, and, and new schemes that will help me develop my, my play even, even that much better. So I'm, a, I'm looking forward to the opportunity. I can't wait to get on the field and actually start working hands-on with them because as a defensive line, it's hard to really get a lot out of technique through a Zoom call, you know what I mean? So I'm just looking forward to the opportunity, trying to take everything I can and uh, just try to improve myself as a player. Hey, John, it's Chris Russell from uh, SI.com and 106.7. Um, quick question for you. You mentioned it's about consistency on defense, and, and that was fairly obvious, I think. 
communication was an issue and a problem maybe over the last two years, maybe more on the back end. And Jack Del Rio mentioned that in his first uh, meeting with us. How much of a problem do you think that was and how much better do you think it can be with a new staff? I definitely think it can be a lot better. Um, for whatever reason, it was a problem. I'm not, no, I'm not sure what that reason was because I was on the front end. And I don't, I'm not at that spot in my career where I can focus on what I have to do and also focus on what the DBs have to do. So a lot of the time I had no idea why the miscommunication kept occurring. But I just try to make sure I could do my job at a higher level to help them out any way I can. But, I mean, I'm definitely just sure it's going to be something that we address. And I'm sure he's already addressed it, Coach Del Rio. And, I mean, I'm excited to see how it uh, comes out week one. But, like I said, we have a lot of time before that, a lot of – practices a lot of walkthroughs, a lot of so, so many things we have to do before that so we'll see uh, how it turns out this season hey jonathan real quick just they picked up your fifth year option i just wanted to get your thoughts on what it meant to you knowing you'll be under contract for another year i'm excited like i said this being my hometown area i love washington um but i also understand it's a business so i'm super excited that they were they felt like they i was worth extending my fifth year option to can you tell us where dinner with Coach was with your so wife? I'm hoping that's something. I'm excited to see your host from Washington. It was at a DC Brown. Sweet. All right, John, thanks so much for your time today. All right, so that is Jonathan Allen of the Washington Redskins. Our thanks to him. Our thanks to Redskins Public Relations, also Redskins.com for the audio, uh, and my buddy Brock Plyman back in the 106.7 The Fan Washington, D.C. studios for helping us turn around that. Coming up next, we will do our Time Machine theme and a note on Scott Turner, the Redskins offensive coordinator who met with the media on Wednesday via Zoom video conference. We'll do both of those next right here. LOR. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, we're back right here on the Locked On Redskins podcast. So offensive coordinator Scott Turner met with the media on Wednesday via Zoom video conference. We hope to have that sound for you as shortly as possible. Don't have it yet. These things take some time to turn everything around. Uh, We are working on acquiring it uh, so that you can actually hear the whole thing. But uh, just so you know, um, you know, Scott Turner, obviously the son of Norv Turner, first-time offensive coordinator in the NFL on a full-time basis after being the interim offensive coordinator the last four games uh, of last year after Ron Rivera was fired. Uh, in Charlotte. And he said, of course, he was asked about Dwayne Haskins getting up to speed right away. Uh, he said, obviously, we can't see him on the field in virtual meetings, but we're putting on a lot of work. Uh, he said, uh, you know, abiding by the rules four days a week, two hours a day. He said, we're kind of throwing a lot at them. At the beginning, and this was interesting, at the beginning of every meeting, we do some quizzes, tests, just to test their retention. When we're talking to him, he is speaking the language. It's pretty easy to tell if they get it or not. Dwayne's doing a great job. You can tell he's putting in the work away from the meeting time, and he's working at it and doing as much as we can. Uh, and that, 
again, is so important. Assuming that Scott Turner is telling the truth right there, which I, I believe he is, that's a great sign. That's a great sign. He's also excited about the wide receiver group and the depth that they have there and creating the competition as they've talked about at running back, as they've talked about at wide receiver and even tight end. Again, it may, sometimes the competition may not be great, but the competition or the, the players that are competing may not be great, but the competition should be pretty darn good. Uh, to watch about the Cody Latimer situation. He said, look, never get caught up in that. I just want the best players possible. I don't care if they're rookie uh, or 10 to year guys. Um, you know, he, he kind of just kind of skimmed over that, which is what he should do. He's the offensive coordinator uh, for crying out loud. He shouldn't really be talking much about that. So those are some highlights from Scott Turner meeting with the media. All right, it's time for our time machine theme that we've been doing all week right here on the Locked on Redskins podcast, in which we are going back 10 years at a time. We started with the 1990 Washington Redskins earlier in the week, the 2000 Washington Redskins. That was the Dion Bruce Smith Jeff George acquiring year, and then 2010 was another new chapter for the Washington Redskins. And boy, I was there to cover it all, starting from the hiring of Bruce Allen technically in late 2009, the hiring of Mike Shanahan early in January 2010, uh, all the excitement that that brought to Donovan McNabb being acquired for a second round pick and a uh, and a pick later to be determined in a weird swaparoo with the New Orleans Saints uh, that also included Jamal Brown. Um, So Donovan McNabb was, of course, acquired, and there was so much hope and energy and excitement around the Redskins. Again, Mike Shanahan, Trent Williams was drafted, number four overall pick. The team was bouncing off of the 4-12 season. Everything was going to be great because finally they had competent leadership. Finally, they were going to do things a different way, right? Mike Shanahan, all the control power, or supposedly, supposedly, he did, uh, and it was reported as such. And here's the bottom line. It was kind of a disaster from the start. If you listen to Mike and Kyle Shanahan and others that support the Shanahans, uh, they didn't want Donovan McNabb at all, really. I mean, they just didn't prefer Donovan McNabb. Now, listen, the quarterback they wanted was Mark Bulger, so I... Don't know how much of a big deal that would have been. You know, it wouldn't have been the fiasco, the public fiasco that Donovan McNabb turned out to be. So I guess you could have said, well, it would have worked out that way. But that was part of the problem with McNabb. It was such a public thing because he was a big name quarterback who had just made the playoffs the year before with Andy Reid and the Philadelphia Eagles. But, you know, look, a lot of people right from the start, and I was wrong about this, a lot of people from the start said, whoa, whoa, whoa wait a second, why would Andy Reid be trading a quarterback in his supposed still prime inside the division, inside the division, unless he knew something? And maybe he didn't know something, but he knew something for lack of a better term, because Donovan McNabb was never the same again. And Mike and Kyle just clashed with Donovan McNabb. It was an absolute mess. 
They ultimately benched him in Detroit at the end of the first half of the season going into the bye. That was week eight. They came back two weeks later, actually 15 days later, Monday night football at home against the Eagles. All of a sudden he gets a contract extension so the Redskins can avoid the embarrassment. Then they get humiliated on the Monday night massacre. The whole season turns out to be uh, basically a disaster. Uh, They get their final win of the year in Jacksonville the day after Christmas. Um, They had another win in Tennessee on the road in overtime uh, and ultimately week 17 against the Giants. And I don't even remember this game. Um, I just don't. I just don't. They lost that game. Uh, and, you know, the season, again, was was just a mess. Just a mess, quite honestly, uh, for so many, so many reasons. And there was so much controversy between Albert Hainsworth uh, and, of course, Donovan McNabb and reshaping the franchise. And, you know, again, if you believe Mike Shanahan, and there, there are people that don't, he wanted nothing to do with Donovan McNabb, and that was where the season went wrong. There were some good things, right? Santana Moss, Chris Cooley, Anthony Armstrong put up uh, nice and big numbers for the Washington Redskins. In Armstrong's case, certainly unexpected, right? He kind of came uh, from out of nowhere. And, of course, Trent Williams, again, was drafted. They cleaned out a bunch of set. But remember, in trying to clean out the salary cap, they also created the salary cap penalty that was more on Bruce than anything because Bruce did something that, quite honestly, teams were told not to do. Uh, And the Redskins got whacked for it in 2012 and 2013. So really, when you look at it, the 2010 season, uh, in so many ways, 6-10, first year for Mike and Bruce, just a complete disaster, and it kind of set the organization back, even though they would temporarily recover in 2012, buoyed by the trade for Robert Griffin III, uh, and even with the salary cap penalty bringing in Pierre Garçon and Josh Morgan uh, and a couple of defensive guys the year before that in 2011 out of the lockout, things did get better, and then, of course, they made a dramatic turn for the worse after that, and we all know how that kind of played out. But that was the 2010 Washington Redskins season. One day I'm going to have to tell a couple of stories that I have that I don't have time for now, uh, but we do our time machine theme right here on the Locked on Redskins podcast. All right, that's going to do it for us. So we gave you a little Scott Turner. We let you hear from Jonathan Allen in a couple of different pieces. We gave you the news about Dwayne Haskins and who he's working out with. Lots covered in one tidy little package right here on the Locked on Redskins podcast. Adios. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. 
They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.